You know, every single day, well, five days a week when I sit down to do my podcast, I always have technical difficulties. It's every time. Sometimes it's my daughter. Sometimes it's my son. Sometimes it's my wife. Sometimes it's the iPad. Right now, in front of me, I have one iPad that I record. I'll show you guys. I, I, I record the podcast on an iPad. Okay? Let's see if we can get that to come back. Then, what, 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 I, what I do is I'm on Facebook Live, I'm on Twitter or Periscope, and I'm also on YouTube while I record it. So I have my laptop, I have my iPhone, and I have another iPad. And every single damn show, there's a technical difficulty. Someday we won't have these difficulties. Someday we will get through this. But it drives me nuts because it messes things up. I really just want to have a good half hour, 45 minute, hour long program for you guys. And every time I sit down, something is wrong. It's a nightmare. But you're here. So thank you so much for joining Spazzing Out, America's podcast. I'm Anthony Pazzioli. Anthony, Spaz, Ant, Paz. You could call me dickhead, asshole, loser, scumbag, bum. But not Tony. My name is not Tony. My dad didn't name me Tony. My dad hated it. If someone calls me Tony, they don't know me. I don't. If you come up and say, hey, what's up, Tony? I'll say hi. But that's how I know you don't know me. That's how I know you're not in the loop. My friends, we always joke about it. Yes, I'm from Boston. My friends always joke about it. <clears throat> They'll say, that guy, you know, that guy called you Tony. He doesn't know you. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Or sometimes my friends... We'll meet a guy in the back. Oh, yeah, I know Tony. And my buddies, Gavi, Laugh, uh, Sean, uh, you know, Ridden, Ingles, uh, who, who else? I, all these guys would be like, yeah, you don't know Paz. His name's not Tony. So, never Tony. Anything else, never Tony. We do the podcast five times a week. Five times a week I'm here for you guys. America's podcast is here five times a week to discuss the topics that you care about that I care about. Five times a week. AnthonyPazioli.com has all the links to my podcast. If you're watching on Facebook, like my page, follow my page, share the link. If you're watching on Twitter, retweet this, follow me. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to my channel. Most of you listen on the podcast. Most of you are listening on either Apple uh, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify. A lot of you are listening to Alexa now. You can say, hey Alexa, play Spazzing Out America's Podcast. Play that douchebag. Play Anthony, not Tony. Simple. Subscribe to the podcast. That's how I'm going to get paid someday. I can't do this for free forever. I'm willing to do it for free for a damn long time, but I don't want to. I need I need subscribers. I need to get paid. And the way I do that is they look at the metrics and they say, Oh, look, Anthony's getting between 500 and 600 downloads a day. Which is great because before, six months ago, we only got one. But I need to be getting a thousand a day. Then I need fifteen hundred. Then I need twenty five hundred. And then I could start getting paid. Now, today, we're gonna cover Trump. Trump's good to go, baby. Trump's good to go. COVID ain't fucking with our president. He's good to go. Strippers have found a way to this is a whole COVID theme. Strippers have found a way to make money. Found a way to make money. Yes, my friends call me Spaz. Strippers have found a way to make money during COVID. It's, it's, it's fantastic. And a lot of perverts are tuning in. You sick fucks. I couldn't tune in. I would get my, my wife would kill me. Um, remote asses. We, got, we have remote asses. We have to talk about remote schooling. This joke, this BS that's killing America. And if you're bad in bed, you're out. 
new study about being bad in bed. If you're dead in the bed, take a hike, bro. President Trump is doing okay. He's, he's home. By the time you're listening to this, the president is home. He's good. He tweeted out to the American people, says he feels better than he has in 20 years. He's ready to get back on the campaign trail. Obviously, not out of the woods yet. Needs to get a little bit better, 10 days or whatever the hell it is, and test negative and he'll be fine. But what he's trying to tell the American people is, yeah, COVID's bad. A lot of people have died from COVID, but don't let it ruin your life. He tweeted it. Don't let it ruin your life. Don't be scared by what everybody's saying. It's bad if you get it, but he's surviving. He's doing well. The guy is target for high risk. He's overweight. He's 74. He's the perfect candidate to die. The perfect person to die from COVID. And he's not dying. He's now going. He's going. He's leaving. He's going home. He looks like he's doing well. A lot of people in his crew have it. Of course they do. It spreads quickly. The point of the matter is, are we all scared shitless of COVID? And is it that bad? I don't know. I, I wouldn't dare ask somebody who lost a loved one to COVID and say, hey, is COVID that bad? It's, it's, they, they lost I, my neighbor. She, I, I, I love her. My, my, my neighbor's brother died from it. It's, it's terrible. We, we know an, another friend of mine, they're, they're elder. I, these are older people, 60 plus, they died from it. It's awful. But people do die from pneumonia. They do die from the cold. Not 200 strong. But should the whole economy be shut down because of it? Should the United States be closed because of it? Should we be able to decide whether or not we want to deal with it, go to work, run our businesses, go about our everyday life with the risk of knowing, hey, I might get hit by a bus today. Hey, I might get COVID. I might get pneumonia. Many other diseases out there that I could get on a daily basis. Should we get back to work? Should we end this crap? How do I tie this in? I tie this right in to remote asses. My kids, both of my kids are now home. Both of my kids' schools have been shut down. Both of my kids, one in Rehoboth, one in Revere, they're full-blown remote. There's no hybrid. They're full-blown full blown at home in front of the computers, and they're not learning a thing. They're not learning anything. Now, I have a lot of interaction with my daughter Presley's teacher, Miss Lee. She's great. She's doing a good job. She's doing the best that she can. So this isn't a rip on the teachers. The teachers are doing the best they can with the situation that they got. But the kids are not paying attention. The kids are not. They can't. The kids don't learn that way. Kids can't fucking learn sitting in front of a computer. They just can't do it. They need the teacher there. They need the interaction. They need the school environment to learn. At home, it's a nightmare. You got the dog barking. You got the cars outside being loud. You got the, the parent in the fucking other room being loud. Dude, like I'm in the other room today because I had to I had to do it today. I was Mr. Mr. Paziali. My brother Mike is really Mr. Paz. He's a real teacher, but I had to be Mr. Dad. So I'm at home trying to homeschool my kid. And I'm in the other room. I'm trying to wash the dishes. It's a distraction. I need to walk the dogs. It's a distraction. You breathe. It's a distraction. Kids will fucking find anything they can to distract themselves. It's not working. It's. It, I'll, let me say this again. You're fucking up my life to be home with my kid and they're not learning. It End it. End the madness. I have two options for you. 
end the school year, just be done with it. That, that's it. No school this year. No big deal. Every kid will go back to school next year. Every kid will be a year behind. Not that big of a deal. And I don't want to hear that it's a big of a deal. It's not. It's not that big of a deal. Everybody goes back to school next year. We'll start over. Plain and simple. I got a 12-year-old. You, this kid can't sit in front of a computer unless he's playing a video game. And it's driving me nuts. I've never wanted to hit somebody so bad in my entire life than my 12-year-old son. I'd like to take him and launch him through a fucking wall. But I don't teach my kids by hitting. You can't hit your kids because they don't do their homework. At least not, not, not anymore. But my son does. My son isn't getting crap for an education. I should just take him to work. I should take him, his 12-year-old little ass, and say, you know what? You don't want to do your schoolwork? You don't want to sit in front of a computer or you can't and you can't, I can't do it. <laughs> the kids get it. The kids are stressed. The kids are so stressed out. My six-year-old daughter is stressed out. My 12-year-old son is stressed to the max. I should just start taking his ass to work and just say, you know what, bro? You don't want to do school? Fine. You can load a junk truck for the rest of your life. Learn the business now because that's what you're going to be doing for the rest of your life. You're going to be a trash guy. Not a bad job. You can make good money being a trash guy, so I'm not bitching on the trash guys. I'm just saying, it's it's not working. The remote schooling is not working. The kids are not paying attention. The kids are not doing their assignments. The ki- it's, They're on their fucking beds. They're in their underwear. They're not learning. It's not a good learning environment at home. And I get what you're saying. You do do the best you can with what you got. It's not good enough. I think the best that we can do is either send them all to school, get back, and if it's not safe, like they're telling us, shut it down. Because you didn't have a problem shutting down small businesses. You didn't have a problem saying, you know what? Fuck the little hardware store, but Home Depot can stay open. You didn't have a problem saying, fuck the convenience store, but Target can stay open. Well, now, it's if it's not safe, shut the schools down. If you want to still pay the teachers, pay them. Pay them. Pay them, I don't care. Pay the damn teachers, I could give a crap. If that's the only reason you're keeping the schools open is so you can pay these people, pay them. Pay them, I don't care. Stop it. Cut the shit. My kids are not learning at home. They are not learning. All they're doing is getting stressed out. And then I have to stay home. And if I can't work, my family might as well forget it. If I can't work, I should just send my kids to work. I have to make an income. I can't be at home. And that's not even my biggest beef. I wouldn't mind. Let me let, let me tell you this. I wouldn't mind being home like I was today for remote schooling with my daughter. I really wouldn't if she was if I thought she was learning something. My my daughter and my tw- I got a fucking email not me, my my son's mom did about how far behind my kid is. The school started two fucking weeks ago. Two weeks ago, and he's already behind. I, my head is is going to explode. And what what am I going to do? Yeah, bro, I'm going to take your video games away. He don't give a crap. Great, uh, yeah, fine, Dad, whatever. Take my video games away. Go ahead, fine. He'll sit, he'll bitch. Two weeks from now, he'll get his video games back, and he'll be four weeks behind in school. Why are they behind? Because they're not in class. Mom and Dad can't sit there. Right, like a teacher can. If it was my job, listen, if you were paying me to, to be the teacher and stay home, my kids would be the best, well, f- my kids would be the best educated in the goddamn planet. 
If I could, if 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 that was my job, you paying me? I'd be right up my kid's ass like Hitler. Like, fucking boom, get to school, do this, daddy, da da da. I can't be on top of that. I got to provide for my family. And then when I'm home, and like I said, I've, I've only had to experience this with my daughter. And I think my daughter's teacher does a really good job, but it's super difficult for her. The kids don't pay attention. I'm, I'm telling you, my, I've, I've said it on this show a million times. My daughter does not pay attention to the screen, period. Period. She's in the chair rocking, going, <laughs> literally, she'll do it for like 20 friggin' minutes. Why? There's no interaction. It's not her fault. I don't blame my five-year-old daughter for being bored and being distracted from sitting in front of a screen where a teacher, you, you, the teacher passed on all these workbooks and the kid's got the workbook, but the teacher's, the teacher's saying, okay, Presley, trace the five. There's no one there to take her hand and trace the five to tell her what to do. There's no one to put her in check. Dad could put her in check, but when I go and try to put her in check, it's a distraction. It fucks up the whole thing. I tried it. I did it today, and the teacher emailed me and said, Hey, Anthony, or, or, or Dad, or whatever the hell she called me, said, Hey, listen, don't do that because it distracts the kids. So what, what am I supposed to do? Just let my fucking daughter sit there and go, <laughs> The whole time? And not do and just let it go? All right, fine. <clears throat> just end it. That's it. it. It needs to stop. And now as a parent, as dad, I could choose to just take my kids out of school. That's, that's my choice. I, I could choose. I could say, you know what? This is, I, cause I don't think it's good for the kids. I think it's fucking them up. I do not think it's good for them. I could choose and say, Hey, that's it. You're done for the year. Now, if I did that, my son, he wouldn't have a choice. My son would have to come to work. Period. That's it. They, they, like, he ain't getting off the hook. My 12-year-old, bro, you're getting in the damn truck. You're not getting a freebie. You want it, you get, you're going to stay home. You're going to learn something. You're going to learn on the streets. You're going to learn what hard work is. My 6-year-old daughter, my 5, well, she's not 6 yet. She could stay home. I'm fine with that. Stay home. Work on, uh, so I could work on some stuff with her. You know, like you do with little kids. Flashcards, you know, penmanship, learning the alphabet. She knows the alphabet already. She can count and all that shit. So you work on that with her, you play with her, but you don't stress them out. They're stressed. I'm, I'm telling you, my daughter, my five-year-old sitting there in a chair in the living room and everything in the world is a distraction. She's there. She's thinking, I got to go to the bathroom 50,000 times. I need a snack 50,000 times. I got to fucking go play with my toys 50,000 times. The dog starts barking. The doorbell rings. The car, bro, it's not good. It's, am I the only one? That thinks this because I'm not hearing a lot of people talk about it. It's not good for the kids. I've been bitching about how I think it sucks for me. Forget about me. Luckily, I have understanding people that I do business with. Luckily, you know, guys like Paul Scribner, who owns Salem Street Auto Body in Woburn, right? Great guy. He, he does houses and stuff like that, and I do work for him. And luckily, he's understanding with the situation and that he understands that I got to be, that, I, that I'm stuck at home. So homeschooling. Luckily, other guys, you know, that work uh, like the home investors guys, they're they're understanding. They say, hey, you know what? We we get it. We're dealing with the, they're dealing with the same shit. But for how long can you be understanding? How long can I push the project back? How long? How many more times can I say, oh, I gotta go teach my daughter? And then when I get home and when I teach my daughter, she's not she's doing shit, nothing. 
I could just pay a babysitter to sit there and do it, but babysitters don't want to help you out because they don't want to do it. I can't get a babysitter. And if, if, if there's a, or it's a cross between babysitter tutor, I don't have that kind of money. I don't have, you know, a hundred bucks to have some fucking person sit there to make the, to force my daughter's head into a computer. Here, learn, learn. I, I, like I said, I could decide as a dad to end it, but I, I, then I have to, I have to deal with the, with the moms. I have to talk with, with Presley's mom. I'm not winning that battle. I got to talk with Nariam's mom. I'm not winning that battle. They're not going to be for them staying home. They're, 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 that's just not going to happen. With, I mean, they already are staying home, but they're not going to be for it because they're going to be like, oh, they're going to be behind. They're, Presley's going to be behind. Nariam's going to be behind. Who cares? Let him stay back a year. This is worse. I'm telling you, I think this messes my daughter up for years to come. I think she's going to have difficulty learning in school because of it. I think it's going to be a huge problem. And my son, forget it. He's been in school. It's two weeks of school have passed. And he's two weeks behind. He doesn't log in. And then he, lo- and then he it makes a reason why he logs out. His, all, his computer is brand new. Brand new. Brand new computer. Brand new. Oh, it doesn't work. It doesn't connect to the internet. It doesn't. Yeah, bud. What, do I look like I was born fucking yesterday? What, what do they say? I was born at night, but not last night. And it's a fight with them. Every day, it's a fight. I had to fight with him the other day, this weekend. We were doing his homework. And, and the teacher, and literally, the teacher assigned a project up to him about a penguin, right? It was the Northern Rock Hopper Penguin. And it, there were 10 things that he had to answer. Where does the penguin live? What's the penguin's, you know, like the location. What's the penguin's habitat? Well, why is the penguin endangered? Tell me something unique about the penguin. All shit that takes two seconds to Google. And they can use Google. They can use Google. They can Google you. The one thing is, you have to use more than one thing than Wikipedia. And then just cite the place. So we go to the websites and he's getting all stressed out. He's like, ah, my dude, what the fuck? What what, what are you you stressed out about? Pop, Pop into the Google machine. Northern Rock Hopper Penguin. And then the thing pops up. And then, boom, you'll know right away that that, that, that penguin is, is uh, considered endangered because of the last 30 years, the numbers have decreased. Why have the numbers decreased? Because of egg hunters, humans, my, including humans eating the eggs, mice eating the eggs, snakes, natural predators eating the eggs. They have been devastating the fucking population. Fishermen overfishing the place. Because now they don't have anything to eat. So their numbers are going down. That's it. So it's a simple sentence. The reason. You could just say, the reason. The, the, the northern rock hopper penguin is on the endangered list is. Egg hunters. Comma. Overfishing. Comma. And you could put comma and uh, something else. Uh, predators that eat them. Done. Where are they? What's their habitat like? Well, the islands that they live on, you could just say the islands that they live on are volcanic islands and they spend most of their time in the water, in the sea. They live in the southern, southern uh, Atlantic Ocean. Done. Done. Fucking done. And he can't even get that done. Ah, kid, I'm, 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 I said to, to his mom today, I'm, I'm never 
wanted to hit somebody so bad. I, I, I'm, I'm going to fight my son. My kid's 12 years old. I'm going to fight him. I'm telling you, well, I'm going to fight my 12-year-old. Literally. It drives me insane. And he's a good kid. That's the crazy thing. My son, he's a, he really is a good kid. And my daughter's a good kid. They're both good kids. And we're doing the best we can to raise them. The homeschooling thing. It's not working. Not only is it not working for mom and dad, it's not working for the kids. They're not learning. They're not doing the work they're supposed to be doing. And you can stay on top of them and like, like we did. I got them to get the homework done. But they, 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 the type of learning isn't there. And, I, and it could be person to person. I am the type of person, the way I learn is I have to do it. I'm, I'm one of those people I can't learn from a textbook. I mean, I can. I could read the textbook, sure. But... I actually have to do it. I have to physically do it. It's it's the life lesson that I always talk about that my father talks about. Man, my dad could tell me up and down the stove is hot, but I got to learn for myself. I got to touch the stove. And when I'm on the, when you're on the computer and the teacher's looking back at you, you got first off, there's no passion. There's no passion there. Some teachers are are phenomenal teachers in person. They motivate the kids. They make them interested in the topic. They they do fun shit in class that engages the kids to get them to listen and to engage them. And the next part, excuse me, the next thing, just about to lose my voice. The next thing that, that the kids are missing out in is teaching to the child. A lot of teachers, there are some teachers that teach to the child. They understand, they learn their classroom very quickly and they could sit down and they say, okay, I know I know how to teach to Anthony. They could figure that out. They could say really quick, they say, look, Anthony is going to learn by touching, holding, folding, doing all this cutting. This is how he's going to learn. And then they could look at Presley and they say, you know what? Presley is a learner by textbook. I can kind of lay off her a little bit. I can give her the textbook and say, hey, you read pages three through six and she's going to be good. She's going to retain all that information. She is going to learn. And then I'm going to look at the next kid. And I'm going to say, all right, I know this kid has a little bit of trouble reading. But if I help him along and I explain it to him as he reads, let him read it. And then ask him a couple questions about it. If he doesn't get it, we go back and do it. They teach to the kid. Now, I get it. There's a lot of kids in class. But teachers are phenomenal at motivating people and motivating kids in person. You can't do it in a Zoom classroom. You can't get their attention in a Zoom classroom. You can't get them to learn. You can't get the feeling for their struggle. That's you can't, That's it right there. That's key. The teachers can't get the feeling for the kid's struggle. She can't look over their shoulder and say, all right, I get it. I'll give you an example. My daughter is great at uh, the physical or, uh, part of, of math. Right? She could sit there and you could put five balls in front of her. <laughs> I'll kick your ass if you make a comment about balls in front of my daughter. I'm telling you. That's my five-year-old, you sick fucks. You could count one. She could hold them. What? <laughs> fucking holding balls. All right. The cat blocks. You could have blocks. My daughter could have five blocks in front of her and she could hold it. She go one, two, three, four, five. No fucking problem. None. She could look at the numbers. One, two, three, four, five. She struggles when drawing the numbers. She gets stressed out with that. And the teacher would normally be able to look over the, sh- the shoulder of the child and say, okay, I know that Presley has a problem, with a little bit of problem writing the numbers. She's got a problem with that. And the teacher can instantly fix that. 
One-on-one, -on -one, right then and there. Little one-on-one -on -one time. You can't do that on the screen. They don't get the feel for the angst, for, for the heat. You're, like, I could feel the heat coming off my daughter's head, but I'm not a teacher. I'm sitting here with my daughter. We're doing the number five, bro. We're doing... I'm, where's the fucking pen? I don't even got... Uh, here. I'm doing the number five today with my daughter because she was getting stressed to shit. The teacher's like, okay, Presley, grab the pencil, do the number five, trace the thing. My daughter was going to snap. She was going to snap. Getting all stressed out about it. And literally, I'm sitting there, I tried to make up a song. I'm like, all right, Press, I'm the number five, across, down, and loop. Across, down, and loop. The dot, across, down, and loop. The number five is bloop. Something like, I think I did something like, I don't even, is bloop? What the fuck is that? And that's all we did. That's all we did. I said, honey, like, like this. Here. Real simple, guys. Right? Across, down, and loop. Across, down, and loop. I can't even write the number five. And they got, they, they're expecting me to hover over my daughter, but not get involved. Don't get involved because it's a distraction. But I can see my daughter's head ready to pop, like explode. Her head is going to explode. And because the teacher's not there, because they're not physically with the teacher, the teacher doesn't get the feel for the room. I'm not mad at the teachers. I think the teachers are doing the best they can. I'm sure they're just as stressed out. I, w I bet you they would like to reach to the screen so that they could help these kids. But they can't. And I know it's stressful. This is why it needs to go away. It either is in class or it's done. The kids aren't learning. This is not a good learning environment. This is not great for the kids. And now we'll go to my son. When you're in, when you're in middle school, there's more teachers for each, for each subject as a teacher. And now you can be more focused to help the kids with the struggles that they have. They don't have anybody to help them with the struggle. And they can't explain it to mom and dad. Why? I'll give you, I'll give you a perfect example why. With mom and dad, it's, are you mad at me? Because they think you're mad at them that they don't get it. Are you mad at me? Because mom and dad get a little bit frustrated. We're not as kind. because we're like, it's simple. It's a five. Just draw the fucking five. Just draw the five. Are you mad at me, dad? They, they can't focus on we're trying to help them with the science. We're trying to help them with the math. No, it's now a heated conversation as to, oh, y'all, you're upset with me. You're mad at me because I can't figure this out. And it's like, no, I'm not mad. Dad's not mad. I just want to help you. The teacher has a different level. The teacher is the experienced one and can, can come over, look over the kid's head and say, okay, all right, Presley, I know you have a little bit of tough time with that number five. I'm going to help you out with that. And then the teacher shows her the try and true way for a kid with Presley's learning style, how to make the number five. And then you got the, my son. Let's say he's in math class. The teacher can engage with my son. He can pick up real quick on what my son is struggling with. And probably with my son, he probably struggles with the fact that he's better at math than everybody else. He's probably struggles with the fact my son is one of those kids like me where I don't write, I can't, I don't write the workout. I figure it out in my head. You see me do it on the show all the time. I figure it out in my head. My son figures it out in his head, but the answer always ends up being right. Teachers want to see the work. Nariam struggles with that shit and it's frustrating, but the teachers teach to his style. They could say, Hey, listen, I, I need you to show the work so that I can give you the credit for it. Nariam, and I'll show you how to do it. They calm them down. They put them in the right frame of mind, but with dad and mom, it's a battle with dad and mom. It's all oh, dad's pissed. That I don't write it down. Dad's in my grill being like, just write it down. It, it's not working. Plain and simple. They need to either go back to school or just end it. And ending it 
it gives everybody what they want. Or going back to school. Either way, going back to school or ending it gives everybody what they want. If the kids go back to school, the babysitters get the kids, mom and dad can go back to work. They can make money. They can take care of the family. If the kids stay home, mom and dad can go back to work because now we don't need someone to teach our kids. Now we just need someone to sit there and make sure our kids don't choke on a fucking peanut. You get my point? My kid, my, you know, that, 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 that's it. Babysitters at home are the equivalent of, hey, just make sure my daughter doesn't die. I'll be home when I get out of work. When you go to school, the babysitters at school actually teach your kids stuff. They, they show them how to do one through five. And when the kid gets stressed out, they know how to handle the situation. And they bring it in because they've dealt with it time and time again. My brother Mike is an English teacher. He could sit here and he could, t I'm telling you, and I have never asked him this before in my life. I bet you he knows to a T what parts of, of Othello, what parts of Animal Farm, what parts of The Great Gatsby are confusing to kids or the kids don't understand because he's been teaching the same shit. It's not shit, it's good, good books. He's been teaching that stuff for 15 years. He knows how to handle every single situation he has experience in it. And he can sit the kid down, and he can walk the kid through it, and he can help the kid with his reading style. He, can, he knows right away what kids are fast readers. He knows right away what kids are slow readers, what kids might have dyslexia, what kids have, have problems signing words out. And he knows how to handle every situation. He knows because he has experience. Whereas when you're home with dad, and dad's like, yeah, it's the. The fucking word is the. It's the. T-H-E. The. Simple. Fucking read it. They can't learn that way. It has to stop. Alright, so we got we got through the remote asses. That's remote asses. It is my belief that school either needs to go back full-time or one year, everybody gets it off. The kids are not learning at home right now. It's not working for the kids. I've been bitching a long time about how it doesn't work for dad, and I've been bitching about it all wrong. It ain't about dad. It doesn't work for my kids. My kids are not learning. It's not. It's useless. It's and it's causing tons of problems at home. If you want to pay the teachers for the year, fucking pay them. I don't care, honestly. Well, I really don't give a crap. Just pay them, please, for the love of God. Pay the teachers. Send everybody home. I'll hire a babysitter and I'll get back to work and then I'll get my kids learning again next year. Kids are not the only ones suffering. Strippers are too. Apparently, obvious, well, this is not apparently, as we all know, nobody goes to, strip clubs are, are shut down. You can't go to strip clubs because of COVID. So the strippers are all out of work. They're, they're not making any money. And, in my opinion, strip clubs were going down the hill anyways because the generation of guys that go to strip clubs is gone because all our balls are in our wife's purses. And, you, for example, my son, I'm willing to bet my son never, ever, ever sees a stripper. I am willing to be, male or female, I, I, I could kill us. What, my, if my son likes men, fine. If my son likes women, fine. I don't care. But he's not going to go see either. He's not going to go see dudes. He's not going to go see chicks. Strip clubs are essentially dead. Women have killed them for us. Women have deemed that you can't go look at titties at a bar and you can't throw your $1 bills. Or you can't put your fives up. You can't go and have a good time with your guys anymore because you're a scumbag if you go to a, if you go to a strip club. King Arthur's, what a great fucking place. I don't, it's obviously not open. Now, if you know me uh, from before, my, I used to be spaz. Well, I am fucking spaz, but I was spaz on the Hillman Morning Show. 
And I certainly have been to every single strip club in Massachusetts. There is not one that I haven't been to. I used to do a segment called Are You Smarter Than a Stripper? And I would interview day shifter strippers and sometimes night shifters, but mostly day shifters. And I would play the audio back on the radio. So I have been to every damn strip club in Mass, in Maine, in New Hampshire, in Rhode Island, in Connecticut, everywhere. All of them. Every single one of them. I've interviewed thousands of strippers. Thousands. And they all have daddy issues. Every single one of them has daddy issues. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the fact that the industry itself, I thought, was declining a couple years ago. And I truly believe that it's dead in general. Because guys aren't... Guys my age and older, I won't certainly go to a strip club. Forget it. (laughs) Fucking... (laughs) You'll never see me in one of those places again. It ain't worth the fight. I mean, forget it. What what fight? I personally don't want to go. Let me, let me correct that in case Presley watches this. I personally would never go to one of those establishments ever again. Just disgusting. What kind of a man would want to go to a place and see fucking titties? You loser. So, I think the clubs are on their way out anyways, okay? But some strat, some smart strippers, there are actually some smart strippers in L.A. at a Hollywood strip club that got together... And now they're making way more money now than they were as strippers. Unfortunately, it's legal and they're getting taxed on it. But they're still making way more money. They took the strip club online. And they, what they, the, way they get, the way they collect money is they send out invites. And it, it, you buy, there, there's 100, 100 tickets per dancer that could be bought. So you go to uh, event something bright or something like that. I don't know, the event website. I don't know what the hell you call it. Um, invite. I don't know, dude. It's it's some invite website that you like send in. It's like the birthday website where you send invites to people. Well, they send out invites. You buy a ticket to the show. Then you go to the show virtually. You go online. You watch the show. They perform the same way they would perform at the strip club. They do their dance. They dance to a couple songs. And you tip them. Just like you, as if you were at the strip club, except you are at home. Now, I will not be going to any virtual strip clubs. I would never do something like that, God forbid. And, uh, honey, if you're listening, you're the only woman for me, and you would be the only woman that I would want uh, to have any intimacy or anything like uh, Honey, you're my life. Strippers are dirty bitches. I hate them. 100%. Fuck them. All right. And if you can't tell I'm being sarcastic, I'm fucking being sarcastic. All right, guys, Jesus Christ. I don't go to strip clubs anymore, but when I was younger, I did. And I hope to God that my, I hope to God that my son would go someday. But for me, that, that shit's out. The point that I'm trying to make is these girls are now making hundreds of thousands of dollars by doing virtual stripping. Why? Because they can get, they can do it more often. They get to keep the money. And they're getting more and more girls. And here's what's great about it. Is the girls have other girls doing it. So they have they have like a thousand shows going on at once. Where a hundred guys are in there. That's a hundred thousand guys. And they're all paying like five bucks a person, dude. They're making like fucking $500,000 a day for the business. It's insanity. Absolutely. Uh, kudos to them. I just wanted to... I had to point that out. That while some of us, like myself, choose to bitch about COVID... Other people are adapting and they're learning how to make money with it. Other people are taking advantage of being at home and turning it into full-blown successful sex businesses. So kudos to these women out in California turning the strip club into a virtual strip club and doing it successfully. 
That is what America is all about. That's the American dream. The American dream is your ability to be able to take a tough situation and make money off it. Albeit be sex or not, I don't care. But that's what the American dream is all about. If you want to be a stripper, you can be a stripper. If you want to have virtual sex websites, you can fucking do it and you can make a shit ton of money. Fantastic. While we're talking about sex, and then we'll end this because the Pats game's starting in a half hour, and I gotta get everything all set up, which isn't much. It's really just go next door and have a drink with my neighbor Pam. Two thirds of Americans, two new according to a new study, two thirds of Americans believe it's a deal breaker if your spouse or significant other is bad in the bed. I don't listen. I don't. I feel like that's one of those studies where we knew. Obviously, sex matters. Obviously, it does. But I, I'm guessing it doesn't matter to my wife. I like to make these things personal sometime. And if Kaylee's listening, I'm, I'm, today's one of those episodes where if my wife actually goes back and listens, I, she's going to kill me. I, I, what happens if you're dead in the bed? I, I'm one of the... I, I've said this before. I'm, I'm, I'm 40, 41, going on 42. I'm certainly dead in the bed. I don't know how my 31-year-old wife or maybe she's 32 now, how, how, how my, my young, and we talked about a study a few weeks ago about how as women get older, they get more sexual. And if it's a deal breaker, I don't know how she hasn't left me yet. I'm telling you. It, when it, when it, I'm good at a lot of shit. I mean, I am. I'm, I think I'm pretty good at doing a podcast. I, I sucked a couple months ago. I'm getting better. I'm a, I'm a fast learner. I think I'm really good at radio. I think I'm good at creating content. I think that's my thing. You might not like it. No biggie. I think I'm good at chunk removal. I think I'm a good dad. I, I suck at reading. I, I have a terrible time reading. No biggie. Sex is just not one of my things. I, forte. I'm terrible. I don't know why. I Honestly, I think about it. I'm like, geez, if this study is true, hopefully, I, I guess my wife is in the one third that doesn't give a fuck about it. Because if she did, she'd be long gone. I'd be dusted. I can't speak for the rest of the guys that listen to this program, but I am certainly dead in the bed. It's like, not only I would be dead, my heart would pop out of my chest. I mean, I'm working on it. I'm on the Peloton. I beat my PB today. I crushed it on the Peloton. I mean, I had nothing else to do while my daughter was doing school. I was like, fuck it. I'll hop on the Peloton. It's one of those things. Two-thirds of Americans believe that sex is a deal breaker, and it definitely is. I, I understand that women would like a man to perform and to be a high performer in the bed. I, I believe this is mostly for women. I don't think guys care. Let me, let me let me go back on that. I don't think dudes care. I, I would say two-thirds of men don't give a crap if, if a woman is good in the bed. There is that one-third where guys would like a girl that, that, would, that would be great at sex. I don't, bro. <laughs> I'm a dude. I, I'm like, hun, we missionary? Are we good here? And if it ain't missionary, you on top because I'm dead. I Like, eh, done. See ya. I'm like, I... When when I'm when I'm doing it, bro, I'm already on base. I hate baseball, so I'm like baseball, 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 and then they start thinking about like avocados, avocado, 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 and we're like 20 seconds in, it's already over for me. It definitely isn't good for it. It's it, it's yeah, dude. I'm I'm not even a two pump chump. I'm I'm like pants get unzipped. We're done. Sorry, honey. I feel bad. I feel bad. Well, why do I feel bad? Because. You know, with the podcast, I got to get somewhat personal. Feel bad for Kay. But it's not her fault. I mean, look at me, bro. That's it's just what it is. It's what you get. 
You get, I'm the angry inch, bro. I'm, I'm five foot tall and I ain't packing much. None of us are. None of the Paziales, we're not packing. And I'm, I guess I can't speak for my brothers. My brothers will probably get really pissed. Imagine like a kid goes back to my brother, Mike, who's a teacher and be like, yeah, I heard you, heard your brother say you had a small dick. <laughs> you fucking imagine that? Dude, my brother would be, <laughs> he's a teacher, dude, at Whooping High. Imagine if one of his kids went in and was like, I was listening to your brother's podcast. And he said, I don't know. I've never seen, I haven't seen my brother naked since like, you know, we were like five years old, bro. So I don't know. But get your kid. Could you imagine if one of the kids curled in and was like, hey, Mr. Paz. Your brother said you were a two-pump chump. I always forget that he's a teacher and that the kids could possibly listen or that there are other people that listen. And the kids, he's a good guy too. My brother Mike's such a good guy. He's got two daughters, three daughters, two daughters. He's got three daughters. He's got a lovely wife, has a good career going for him at Woburn High, Woburn High Wrestling Coach. I would die. Who's got the balls? What do you fuckers got to do it? I'm begging. Tell your kid if they have you, my fucking brother. <laughs> Tell them if they got my brother. Have them go right in and be like, hey, Mr. Paz, we just play the video. Be like, hey, Mr. Paz, your brother said you had a little dick. <laughs> I shit myself. All right, uh, Mike. I'm sorry, dude. I hope nobody does it to him. He's such a good guy. He probably get fired because of this. Imagine that's how PC we are. We're so we're so, this country is such a country of pussies. I'm sitting here talking about my brother. Which, I'm telling you, I don't know. I don't see my brother naked. So I have no fucking clue. But I just make a comment about this. And the poor kid's going to get in trouble. Alright. Alright, that's it. Here's, here's the deal. Our president, it seems to be doing fine. Our president has reached out to the American public. And is saying, COVID is bad. But it's not something to be too, it's not something to ruin your life over. You can survive. A lot of people haven't survived, so it's tough to talk to the people who have family members that have passed away. But in general, the president is, is now, and I, and I agree. How are you going to fight with the president on COVID when he's had it? It makes him more of an authority on it than most people because now he's had it, he has it, he's getting through it, and he seems like he's doing okay, and he's being strong like he should for America, for the American people, and for you. He's going to be great. He's going to get back out on the campaign trail, and I think his numbers will go up. Thank God for the president, and thank God that he's doing better. Moving on from that, remote schooling needs to go away. Either go back to school or not. None of this remote schooling, it's not working for the kids. Oh, I meant to mention this real quick, that the Texans fired Bill O'Brien and um, Romeo Cornell, another Patriots prodigy or Patriot. Uh, he used to be the Patriots defensive coordinator back when they won their first three Super Bowls. He's now the coach until they find another coach. And uh, yeah, if you suck in bed, your wife's going to leave you. Thank you so much for, le uh, for listening to America's podcast.